Welcome back to the Life School Masterclass Show, a place where visionary leaders build a life and business legacy on purpose through mindset, branding, marketing, sales, systems, and team so they can make an amazing impact and income and positively affect their communities worldwide. Ensure that you are sharing the show, you're subscribing, and you also are leaving us a review so we can create more amazing content around those areas to help you level up to the next level and also bring amazing guest experts that can share their knowledge and expertise with you so that you can create amazing legacy. All right, Legacy Builders, welcome back to another show. I'm so excited to be back with you with another amazing guest and conversation. And today we're going to speak to a very successful entrepreneur and he's going to showcase or he's going to tell us around his journey of how he's built his companies. But more importantly, he's going to give us advice around the areas that he's the most knowledgeable in. Uh, so I have the amazing honor to have Medina Shaik um, on our show today. Medina, thanks so much for finding time to be here. Thank you, ma'am. Yes. It's such a pleasure to have you on and I'm very, very excited to hear a little bit about your journey. So can we start with an introduction? Can you share the few of the most meaningful moments that led you to the work that you're doing today and to pretty much where you are with your companies today? Okay. Yeah, this is uh, um, this is Medina Sheikh. Uh, uh, I live in Houston, Texas. Um, I migrated from India in uh, 1993, uh, came in as a uh, tech worker uh, to uh, Boston um, with uh, $20 in my pocket. Uh, that's how I uh, landed here in uh, uh, Logan Airport in uh, Boston. So uh, fast forward, uh, got my uh, green card and um, start working for myself as a uh, independent consultant and uh, got uh, my citizenship, start uh, working for consulting for the U.S. Army. I did that for almost 10 years, traveling all over the world, uh, implementing some software solutions for them. Uh, while I was doing that, I started my, uh, I was building through my company, so that's how we built uh, some past performance and start bidding on some of the uh, projects uh, with, with the U.S. government. So. Uh, uh, today, we are uh, more than 500 employees uh, doing some mission-critical uh, software uh, uh, development support and networking kind of work for the Department of Defense and other um, uh, U.S. Uh, government agencies. So that's my uh, primary business. Uh, so my uh, second business, which is uh, my passion, is uh, real estate. So I started this uh, in 2010. Uh, buying some single-family homes and uh, renting it out. So uh, when the uh, so I I had like a ten ten uh, uh, single-family homes. I was uh, kind of uh, managing it, but in uh, when we get this uh, COVID in 2020, uh, a lot of my meetings uh, in uh, Washington D.C. got canceled. So I had a lot of time in hand. So I had this uh, to-do list uh, to grow my uh, real estate portfolio. So I ended up uh, buying a uh, close to 70 75 single family homes in one year uh, and uh, uh, rehabbing them and renting them so uh, then <clears throat> then i realized that uh, i cannot really scale up if i'm doing a single family home so uh, i start uh, 
uh, started moving into uh, uh, multi-family uh, apartment complexes. So, uh, uh, and fast forward, in uh, two years, uh, we acquired around 3,500 um, uh, multi-family units uh, worth uh, $350 million. And I uh, built a team, uh, which is, uh, we are vertically integrated. We, uh, we acquired the properties, we rehab them, and we manage them. Okay, and we do the asset management overall. And, uh, and also we are uh, uh, buying land and uh, developing a new multifamily and uh, built to rent uh, communities in, uh, mostly in Texas, uh, as we speak right now. Wow. So that's pretty much uh, briefly what uh, we do, uh, where I was and where I am today. What a, what a journey. I could so relate to your immigrant story um, because I've seen my parents do that. Pretty much start with from scratch with two suitcases, nothing, no language, yeah. uh, no, no knowledge, no connections, none of that. So amazing, yeah. amazing journey that you have shared with us and, you know, you have persevered. What has that actually taught you just coming into the, this country, you know, uh, at, at that beginning, did it feel like you're starting from scratch? Like, how was that beginning experience for you? Do you feel like that has helped you become the person that you are today based on the journey and all the companies that you have built so far? Yeah, I think that's uh, for me, um, uh, just, just on the, um, I came from a really small village uh, in India, so uh, I never seen the money. So uh, we are not uh, financially strong. We're just a small farming family in uh, India. So uh, out of uh, six siblings, I was the only one went to school. Uh, so uh, for me, everything was uh, exciting. Uh, coming out of my village, uh, first time in the flight and first time out of the country. Um, uh, first time seeing the snow in uh, Boston. Uh, so yes, uh, uh, to me, I never thought that it is a work. I always thought this is, uh, I was enjoying every step of it. Okay, so uh, uh, I like the excitement. I like to um, uh, work hard and uh, do something good for myself and for other people, and obviously my family back home. Uh, so uh, I, I do uh, support them. Uh, so, uh, uh, so I never thought that I'm doing extraordinary stuff or I'm achieved a lot. Uh, there's a lot to be done, uh, but whatever I'm doing, I just say, am I doing something good today? Uh, I'm excited. Yes. Okay. So uh, that's why I get into this and also uh, build the team. Actually, as you know, uh, you cannot do it yourself uh, everything yeah. you want to do. So uh, I build around the, I um, hire the smart people, people who are smarter than me, obviously. Um, we hire them. Uh, so that's how we're able to grow. Even my IT company right now, uh, I am not really spending a lot of time. I set the team. Uh, it's pretty much an autopilot. So now I'm focusing all my energies in the real estate side right now. Yeah, absolutely. Two things to add for me as you're just kind of answering my question is that I think it's just like natural to you to just be curious about life and just go about, you know, the things that you are uh, pursuing. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, it's just like, it's what you do, right? So it's part of your purpose, sounds like. Yeah. And obviously your experience... Uh, yeah. with, you know, your uh, your native country and, and your family and all of that, I'm sure shaped a lot of the decisions and the person you are today. However, yeah. I also feel like, again, it's part of your journey. Everybody has this individual journey or purpose. And yeah. uh, some things that attract us are there for a reason, right? That's why we're all very unique and individual uh, yeah. as human beings. So I think that's very, very special. And yes, the team aspect of things, uh, that's actually 
was going to be my next question because um, I think that's a high, a high, high interest to the audience on how do we structure a company that is self-led? How do we align the right people around us? What are some leadership um, advice, so to speak, that you can give? I think you already started saying that surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. Yeah, that's definitely one very smart advice. Yeah. What other things have helped you set up a self-led company, sounds like, because obviously you have time now to go through the real estate aspect of things because your IT company is running pretty much on its yeah. own at this point. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I, again, I have uh, reliable folks uh, even uh, running my IT company, my chief operating officer. Uh, he is an ex-military uh, uh, ex man and um, very disciplined. So again, uh, um, as you know, um, they don't just join the company. Uh, they join you, actually, as an individual. Uh, mm -hmm. They see what your intent is, what your personality is. Are you, uh, are you just in there just for yourself or are you in there for everyone? All right. Uh, if you can attract the talent, so the attraction is not just uh, you giving them some shares in the company, giving them good salary, but they want to feel that they are respected and also they are uh, supporting some individual who has a, a, a greater purpose in life. Okay, so uh, uh, that's kind of uh, helped me. Um, it was not an easy journey, by the way. You do mistakes, or you identify wrong people, and then um, you just move on. But uh, eventually, I think uh, over the years, I did uh, learn that one. I guess it comes with the experience, identifying uh, who is the person you can trust and uh, give them the ownership uh, uh, thing. Don't, I, I don't micromanage, actually. So uh, that's why I said I'm hiring a smarter than me. So that if I had to tell you in the morning, wake up and uh, tell you what to do, that means I have the wrong person in my company. So uh, I pretty much say, okay, hey, this is where we are going, and you know what to do. Okay, so uh, if you if you need me, call. But otherwise, you don't need to. So I don't really micromanage at all. I don't even know if my employee started at eight o'clock or seven o'clock, but because we assume that we are working round the clock. Okay, so mm -hmm. because we are going for results, not the activities, right? So uh, I don't really track the activities. I track the results. So. Uh, uh, same thing on the my real estate side yeah well that's leadership right there and i think a lot of you know uh, ego driven uh leaders yeah. definitely can fall into the trap of uh you know um it's me i do it all no one can do it better yeah. than me. that's the sure way to stay small but leaders that are really out there for a bigger purpose understand that it's always about empowering the right people mm -hmm. and getting the right people around you i like something that you said they don't join your company they join you i so yeah. agree with that yeah. I yeah, think it's no. yeah it, it, it is true it is true um so again i do uh, uh give uh, give uh, obviously the ownership uh, uh interest in the company over the years so they earn it uh, so that feel they feel the ownership in the company and uh, one thing again uh, audience might already know uh, most of the uh, small business the issue uh why they're not uh, growing it's uh, they feel insecure of let it go right mm. uh, they think that if i bring in a chief operating officer and i give him more powers why he's working for me why can't he go and start his own company or something you know a lot of small companies owners would like to have a control on it right um a control on the operation you need to check with me before you make the decision so uh, uh that's that company stays small uh, because I think that individual, 
uh, owner or founder uh, is comfortable uh, where he is and he doesn't want to grow because he would like to have control uh, 100%. Um, I'm, I'm not like that. So especially, obviously, we were uh, scaled up um, that you had to let it go. Uh, yeah. Let it go. Yeah. I think you touched on something that's very crucial, actually, because, yes, a lot of uh, company founders do feel like if they train someone, you know, yeah. empower someone enough, then, yes, they can just kind of have that knowledge and experience and just do their own thing and become your competitor. But who cares? Yeah. The world is abundant, right? Yeah. You can't think that small, even if yeah. they do wish them well, right? Yeah, if they do, I'm happy for them. Yeah, yeah I'm happy for them if they do it because... If, if somebody is willing to put that much sacrifice and work hard, yes, this this is a free country. Nobody is uh, uh, yes. obligated to work for you, actually. There's no uh, bonded labor or something, right? So, uh, yes, uh, if you provide the environment, provide them the path forward and uh, where they can grow with you, uh, there's no reason for them to go outside. Okay, so for me, it's just like there's a spy uh, you grow the pie and uh, everybody eats and you still have a lot more left, okay? So that's what I believe in, okay? So a lot of small companies focus on the small pie they have. Okay, I don't want to give anything. This is this is for me, okay? No, yeah. uh, the other people are coming in helping you grow that pie, okay? So you have a lot more than what you had before, okay? So it just yeah. need to, uh, it's just a perception, uh, right? So. Uh, uh, open up this uh, you need to have abundance mentality otherwise it's very hard to do that okay yeah no, absolutely sharing is definitely caring and yeah they become a worthy rival but you also expanded so it's sort yeah. of you yeah. it was yeah. a win-win for as long as it always lasts i always see people like that in my individual journey as well so beautiful let's dive into real estate i know this is an area that obviously your transition says it yeah. you're pretty much your story says that uh, well, I, I guess uh, really depicts that real estate could be one of those other things that, you know, entrepreneurs can really put in, or grow their portfolio around uh, because it seems more like of a passive thing. And then they can invest the funds that they make out of their self-led businesses. And that could be an opportunity for people to jump that way, just like you did. So what are some of the things that you have learned just, I guess, being in the real estate space that you feel you want to share with our audience? Yes, yeah, so uh, I, I started off, uh, again, the, what I understood, it's uh, most of the multimillionaires in this country, they, are, they have a big portfolio in the real estate, okay? So there is a good reason, including politicians, uh, so uh, they make the loss. So there is a lot of tax benefits, as you know, uh, in the real estate, right? So, uh, so that's uh, what I was looking for. I never had time, so what I did, I invested with a few of the... Um, uh, the general partners who would mine the apartments or uh, real estate. Uh, so I came in as a limited partner. I invest with them, uh, so close to $10 million. And uh, kind of realized most of these guys, they are like a solo performers, actually. There's no real team. And I'm putting half a million, quarter million dollar on his project along with the other people. And uh, there's no back office. When I text them, I want to find out something. I never get the reply. So I kind of realized, I said, okay, there is a better way of doing it. And then just the COVID happened. So I said, you know what, uh, let me do this one. Um, right. So that's how I uh, started uh, buying myself and uh, I become a general partner. I built a team, whatever the problems I've seen with the other 
uh, uh, sponsors, uh, the people who are buying. Uh, so I fixed that problem, right? So I, I brought in right people who has a lot of experience in real estate. So uh, uh, it could be on the acquiring the properties or uh, in the financing or in the managing the properties or uh, uh, on the rehabs. So I surround myself with the really good uh, folks and then um, went in and uh, able to acquire some good properties in uh, in uh, Houston, especially. That's that's what we did. And so, yes, uh, there was could be a little bit selfish reason from my side, because uh, you, when you have uh, income coming in from the um, uh, cash flowing from other other uh, business, so you need to take some uh, ad advantage of the some uh, tax breaks, especially in the real estate. There's a uh, bonus depreciation. Um, uh, you can take the losses from uh, from the uh, from your uh, real estate investments. Uh, again, uh, you need to check with your uh, CPA and uh, see what uh, qualifies you or not. But otherwise, in my case, it was I was qualified uh, uh, full time uh, real estate uh, professional. So I took 100 percent of depreciation coming in from my real estate uh, investments. Uh, so that's uh, at the end of the year. So I was saving a lot of taxes. So to me, uh, the reason I'm in multifamily uh, first, uh, tax, the, the bonus depreciation uh, and uh, uh, cash flow. And the third is appreciation, which is like you hold the property for four to five years. Uh, there's organic rent growth. And also <clears throat> we are going in and uh, making the property better with the, with the uh, CapEx budget we have. And so we do the forced uh, uh, rent bumps and plus uh, look at the other uh, uh, income potential like our tech packages or do washer dryer in the units or do the covered parking, reserved parking kind of stuff. So you uh, get that income uh, in, improved. So when your net operating income went up, uh, so obviously your property of your val uh, value of your property uh, went up actually. So you are uh, in the four to five years, not only you're getting a tax benefits plus you're getting a, a cash flow and then the appreciation at the end of when you exit the property. Okay, uh, it could be a four to five years. So mm -hmm. the, yeah, the, those are the three benefits I was looking for. And again, uh, for your audience, if you're already having a successful uh, uh, primary business, uh, you don't have to go through uh, to gain those three advantages. You don't have to go and reinvent the wheel. If somebody like me already doing it, you could uh, potentially invest as a uh, limited partner uh, you're not signing the loan you are not uh, involved in the day-to-day -day, uh, operations of the property uh, you, you get a monthly uh, financial statement and um, see how the property is doing how the property is the fin uh, fin uh, performing uh, uh, with the uh, projections or the pro forma with data so you get that uh, uh, reporting very detailed reports on a monthly basis and then uh, the, uh, the distributions on, uh, on a quarterly basis based on if the property is uh, making enough cash. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that's, that's beautiful. Also, again, you looked at the gap there and uh, the way you kind of have set it up. Sure. You have now forged a path for more people that uh, want to see this as an area for investing. But yes, I do agree that uh, diversifying your yeah. business portfolio real estate is definitely a smart way to move forward, especially even with all this. How do you see this, though, this situation where we're in with the economy and all okay. of that kind of yes. effect? Uh, this uh, this area as well. Yeah, whatever I just told you, that was a uh, that was a really ideal. So uh, where we are today, 
maybe we'll be in it for uh, I would say another uh, 12 months uh, at least um, is that a couple of things happened right one uh, interest rates went up okay so we were almost at the zero interest rate to now I think uh, so far is at 5.3 or 5.4 okay uh, when the, the cost of borrowing went up and then second thing went up especially in Texas is the uh, insurance premium okay so you had to cover your uh, some of the, these big properties uh, you had to cover with the insurance so the insurance uh, companies uh, increased the premiums almost doubled okay so and the third thing is the property management uh, the the property taxes okay so those are the three things actually contributed so kind of uh, 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 the tighten the uh, multifamily cash flow stuff okay so right now we are uh, you are paying uh, more money to your lender and uh, uh, you are paying more money to your insurance uh, uh, company uh, and now you're because of the COVID I think I've seen some of this uh, uh, state and local uh, um, agencies increase their property taxes because they uh, they need additional, uh, obviously, uh, income to run their operations. So I've seen those, but is it going to be permanent? Uh, I would say uh, no. Uh, the interest rate has to come down, okay? And also, uh, in the last 10 years, the multifamily has, like, a, was really hot and because of the cheap money available in the market. So now the money is not cheap. So obviously, kind of, there will be a little bit of uh, readjustment of the valuation of the properties. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think uh, uh, I strongly believe in the fundamentals because this country is uh, becoming a renter's nation because a lot of people can't afford to buy us, uh, their own house, okay? Uh, especially right now with the, with the high interest rates and uh, you're not qualified. Uh, a lot of people are not qualified to buy an independent uh, single family home. So they have to, uh, they have to rent it so that means there is a demand for the renters okay if you can underwrite uh, conservatively and able to fill the your uh, uh, apartment unit with a 90 about 90 percent or you'll be you'll be still doing it so you still have uh, depreciation you still uh, hopefully have cash flow and then in uh, after four or five years obviously we will be uh, back to where we were and uh, able to uh, exit the exit the deal uh, with uh, with the returns we were expecting and so uh, and also we we are as a company we are building a <clears throat> built to rent a single family basic homes like a two two thousand square foot uh, three bedroom two bath uh, homes in a community gated community we are building those only for renting to the folks who doesn't want to live in the apartment but they cannot buy the house so we are building those uh, assets uh, so that they can rent it okay so uh, maybe it's like a couple of hundred dollars more than what they're paying at the apartment but now they have their own uh, house with a backyard and uh, a garage so three bedroom two bath so we're kind of uh, uh, going more into the btr uh, assets uh, than the multifamily at this time yeah now i appreciate your perspective definitely different but i like your outlook yeah. on you know, there's just some more opportunities on this other angle with the rental yeah. side. And that makes a lot of sense until obviously, depending on, you know, based on where we are and yeah. where obviously we can all, we can, nobody has a crystal ball. Yeah. <laughs> However, yeah. 
you know, where we'll try to get a feel for where people are and and how is it that we can serve it in, in the best way? Absolutely. Well, um, Medina, I would like to thank you for everything you share with us. We've actually reached the end of our show. Definitely a beautiful conversation. And uh, before I actually ask you, where is it that people can continue this conversation with you and find out a little bit more regarding all the things that you're doing, I would love to ask you for a final uh, message around one lesson that you have learned being the successful entrepreneur that you are today and also one success tip uh, that you could share with our audience. Yes, uh, 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 success again, uh, I don't have a real definition for success, but just do something you uh, you love and uh, which is not hurting other people, we are, but helping other people. Okay, so uh, to get in touch with us uh, as, a, as a company, uh, it's a uh, uh, our uh, website uh, www.maconinvestmentgroup.com uh, we just uh, in in one second you can send a message somebody will respond to you and uh, you go into our crm uh, so uh, we will uh, keep you up to date uh, where uh, what uh, properties we're buying or what we're doing as a company so uh, please uh, sign up on our website and uh, um, you'll be in touch. And if you want to talk to any of our folks, uh, uh, just send us a message from there. Uh, it uh, goes into our CRM, we get notified, someone will call you and uh, have a chat with you. All right, so well, there you go. So yeah, definitely helpful messages that you share. Do something you love and, and find ways to, to help other people with it. And the website's right underneath the screen. I'm definitely gonna go check it out as well. Thank you so much, uh, Medina, for everything you shared. Have a beautiful rest of your Thank day you. and your week. I will see you next thank time you. with another beautiful thank you, conversation. Thank you. And thank you again thank and bye for now. Bye everybody. Okay, bye. I am offering a free 30 minute discovery strategy business growth call for you in order to help you discover the foundational gaps that you might have between your book publishing, branding, marketing, sales systems and team so that you can make more impacts and income in your business this year. Even if you decide not to receive the further support that I could provide for you, you will still walk away with amazing wisdom and value from my 20-year experience in helping entrepreneurs and growing my own successful business in what are some of the gaps that you are experiencing and how to connect those gaps with your ultimate business and life vision. Schedule a call now as my calendar gets booked very fast so that you could take advantage of this 30-minute opportunity to have a personalized chat together.